0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: It is 8 minutes past 10 on a Sunday night, and I'm just telling you, if you are inside, snuggle up because it's snowing sideways outside. Walking uh, back from the Target Center tonight outside as the Big Ten women's basketball final Tournament action, the big championship game tonight. Once again, Iowa Hawkeyes beating Ohio State. A hundred and five to, I don't remember the list.
2: 72 was the final. 72. And it by was. the way, I didn't even get to the numbers earlier with the two players that you talked about before we get to our guests who we'll have much more on this. Yes. Um, Caitlin Clark, the star for Iowa, had a triple-double, a 30-point triple-double. 30 points, 10 rebounds, 17 assists. And Monica Zanano, the uh, power forward, the the center for uh, the Hawkeyes, she had 26 points and seven boards. So big night for those two stars of Iowa and a big night for the Hawkeyes. They repeat as Big Ten women's basketball champs.
1: And we were happy to have them here at Target Center as it's the first time ever that the Big Ten has had their women's championship tournament here in Minnesota. And we are happy to have with us on our John Schuster-Cobal banker hotline, Matthew Munir Muner I'm Matt, I've been practicing it. Matt, I've been practicing it. I have it written down phonetically Meunir but you say it for me one time.
3: Yeah. Good evening, Susie. It's close enough. It's mu near, but uh, mu near. I can do me tonight. it tonight.
1: Mu near. So it's nice to see you. We watched the game. We were in the same spot at Target Center. It was a wonderful crowd. Let's talk about the crowd first of all and the success it means in terms of the Big Ten being happy with Minneapolis.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Susie. So we're thrilled and just really appreciative of all the fans that came out to uh, watch an amazing tournament over the last five days really a record-breaking tournament on several fronts so not only tonight's championship game set an all-time uh tournament record nine thousand five hundred and five fans came out to watch the hawkeyes uh clinch the championship their second in a row which was extremely exciting but in addition we just found out tonight from our friends at the big 10 conference their media folks shared with us not only did we set the single day attendance record, we sent the total attendance record over five days. We had uh, 47,923 fans come to watch the Big Ten women's basketball tournament for the first time ever here in Minneapolis. And, you know, for a first time host city, uh, you never know exactly what the uh, turnout will be. And we continued (laughs) to uh, press upon our friends at the Big Ten Conference at this market, it shows out and shows up for women's championships events, specifically uh, women's basketball events. And they said, okay, sure, yeah, we believe you, yeah, okay. And I think the results speak for themselves. So we couldn't be more excited and appreciative uh, of the results here tonight.
1: That's fantastic. And, again, Matt is with the Minnesota Sports and Entertainment. It is an organization – Give us a little bit of background on who you are as the organization and what your job is in terms of um, bringing sports to the Twin Cities.
3: Yeah, thanks. And so Minnesota Sports and Events, we uh, launched a couple years ago. Um, We are the Regional Sports Commission representing Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Bloomington. And our focus is really simple. Our mission is to try to – Uh, attract and secure and host world-class sporting events that drive impact for our community, specifically in our economy, our reputation, and our social impact. So events like the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament drive that economic impact. It helps bring people back to downtown Minneapolis um, and generate a lot of positive media exposure. It drives business to our hospitality community that is still recovering from, you know, the results over the last few years, everything that we've gone through as a community. So when we talk about, you know, 47,000 fans over five days in March, it's a huge impact. It really supports jobs at the hotels and the restaurants and the bars and everyone around here. We know Mall of America had a number of visitors go down there as well. So we're really proud of what we can do for our community through the power of sports and these big events that we bring to Minnesota.
1: I know that the organization is asking the legislature for funding to have a more permanent funding source. Um, how important is that, and, and how is it now that you're funded?
3: Yeah, thanks for asking. So it's really critical. I mean, right now, the competition is more fierce than ever. Communities are still crawling out of COVID, and the results from uh, the last few years. So uh, they're seeing the benefit that these events can do and deliver for the, you know, a community. And so uh, as event organizers bid out these events to multiple cities and we compete year round with places like Indianapolis, Detroit, Dallas, Atlanta, uh, Kansas City, other markets. Um, And event organizers want to know how are you going to pay for these expenses? Which, by the way, the costs that we need to cover are primarily local expenses. So uh, we need to help provide uh, funding to offset venue expenses, city-related expenses, public safety, security, permitting, transportation. And so what we're looking to do is establish Uh, a permanent funding source. So we can quite honestly compete uh, with other markets that already have these uh, funding sources and mechanisms in place. So I'll give you an example. When we're bidding on an uh, an event like a Big 10 women's basketball tournament or men's or women's final four, other markets when they submit their bid to the client, um, they have a guarantee that yes, we will be able to provide on all of these commitments. The way we've been doing it here in Minnesota is really unique. We don't have an existing funding model in place. And so we've had to rely on our great corporate community and our corporate partners who are fantastic, but coming out of COVID, it's just not realistic to go back to the same well over and over again. And so when we submit our bid, we're, you know, making promises that yes, we will figure it out somehow some way with the corporate community And that's no longer good enough. And so we're kind of at a crossroads, quite honestly. If we want to see these events continue to come to Minnesota to highlight all the good that there is here to live, work, and play, uh, we need to figure out this funding solution um, in order to do that.
1: And are you hopeful that the Minnesota legislature, with uh, however many billion dollars in a surplus, uh, (laughs) will, will be able to find the funding for you?
3: Yeah, we think so. I mean, it's it's a public-private partnership, right? Like, corporate funding will always be there to support what we're doing. Uh, we're not asking for the public funding to cover everything, but it needs to invest because the ROI for a lot of these events, you know, is a 10 to 1, 15 to 1, sometimes a 21 um, return on investment. And so we've heard a lot of positive support um, at the Capitol with public officials who recognize uh, the work that we're doing to support our community to uh, change the reputation of Minnesota, specifically Minneapolis and St. Paul coming out of the last few years. So we think there's a lot of support and momentum, especially coming off the success uh, from this big 10 women's basketball tournament. Um, and we, we are very hopeful that we'll find a solution um, to help us move forward with continuing to bring these mega events uh, to our state on a more regular basis.
1: We're talking to Matthew Munier. He is with Minnesota sports and events, and we're talking about the big 10 tournament and the other events coming to Minnesota in the years to come. We've got some big ones, special Olympics in 2026. To name, just one Jonathan, our producer, Matthew has a question for you. Jonathan, go ahead.
2: Thank you, Susie and Matt for indulging me. Um, now this is you are the same group that helped secure the final four women's final four that came here last April, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. So did you? Uh, what experience did you draw from in that experience last year to help you run this event this year, uh, run everything for the Big Ten, and make it such a successful weekend?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. So that event, honestly, Jonathan was a huge reason why we were selected to host the big 10 women's basketball tournament, because back in March and April of 2022, we were still in a competitive bid process with multiple cities uh, to host this big 10 women's basketball tournament. And so what we did, we took advantage quite honestly of the opportunity um, to host the NCAA women's final four in Minnesota And we invited our friends from the Big Ten Conference to, hey, come check it out. See what we can do. Let our work speak for itself because we know our community is going to rally. And I think that gave the Big Ten a a real strong level of confidence uh, to award us not only the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament in 2023, but next year in 24, we've got the women returning, followed by the men's basketball tournament in the Big Ten. So <laughs> if we thought we didn't get much sleep this year, wait till next year when we have back-to-back weeks um, <laughs> with you know 13 games one week, 13 games the other week. So 26 games of college basketball over two weeks at Target Center. And, uh, and I'll give you one other example real quick. Uh, one of the ideas that the Big Ten saw when they were here for the women's Final Four was the red carpet arrivals and so on championship day the teams get dropped off in front of target center and we have a red carpet waiting for them we have their team band waiting for them to play their pep song and it's lined with fans it's free open to the public and big ten saw that last year at the ncaa women's final four and basically said we got to do something like that for our great fans in the big ten conference and so today, rather than a red carpet, Big Ten, we their colors are blue. So we did a blue carpet arrival, and we had fans from Iowa and Ohio State lined up at, well, I think it was like 9.30, almost 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, in waiting for hours just to get a front row spot of their favorite players. And the teams weren't arriving until 2 and 2.30 today. And so it was ideas like that which really demonstrated to the Big Ten conference just how much this market can really make some cool memories uh, for women's basketball fans.
1: Well, we mentioned, Matt, you you talked about next year with both Big Ten teams playing, and I mentioned Special Olympics in 2026, and I remember when that was announced, the governor was involved in that. So it's it goes without saying that you would think that this should be a priority for lawmakers this year because, as you said, you can't keep going to the well over and over that people are eventually going to go, you know, we just can't do it every all the time.
3: Yep, exactly. And so it's really just educating people on what we're talking about and what we want to deliver to the community. I mean, Special Olympics is a great example. We need an inclusion revolution, um, and we feel like Minnesota – is a community that really embraces and supports Special Olympic athletes, and what that means um, in, in our everyday life and supporting people with special needs and, and abilities. So, uh, but certainly there are another uh, there are a number of opportunities that we are chasing down. Currently, we are a finalist city for uh, the Olympic Team Trials for gymnastics. So, think Suni Lee, potentially Simone Biles competing for wow. the right to go that to would the be Olympic a- Games. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh, This is a huge gymnastics market, and and believe me, Susie, we are pushing hard to try to bring that home to Minnesota for the first time ever. Um, Another event we're looking at is the World Juniors Hockey Championships. Uh, For anyone who's a hockey fan, they know the prestige that goes with that tournament. It's a 10-team international hockey tournament, so think Team USA, Team Canada – Switzerland, Russia, etc. Oh, that'd be uh, fun. Competing. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun, and that would highlight. I mean, what better place to hold an international hockey tournament than right here in the state of hockey, right?
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
3: so, um, so yeah, we've got. But a it's a lot of
1: work uh, for you guys. Yeah. You know, in all fairness, <laughs> I will tell you in the audience that I'm very good friends with Wendy Blackshaw, who is on the team on the Minnesota Sports and Events mm-hmm. crew, and. It is hours and hours. I mean, you guys really put in the time to get to make this all happen.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Wendy's a great leader, and just want to give a shout out to the rest of our Minnesota sports and events team, uh, co-executive director, Andrea Graham of this tournament. They did an amazing job. I mean, we're a small but mighty team and we're really motivated and driven by our passion for this community quite honestly and so it means a lot of long hours i mean like i mentioned this tournament there's 13 games played over five days and 14 teams in town so imagine all the logistics coordinating transportation for all the teams to and from target center and their practice sites etc and but we love it. We've got a really strong and talented team and uh we hope to continue to grill uh grow and build that team to try to bring more events to this community because we've got great facilities, we've got great people, a lot of great things in this market, airport, hospitality, Mall of America. And so really it, it honestly comes down to funding. We don't a lot of these folks we talk to about bringing their events here are already sold on everything else. If we can just figure out this funding piece Sky's the limit for Minnesota.
1: Awesome. Listen, have a great night. Good to talk to you. Good to see you earlier tonight. And uh, look forward to next year.
3: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Susie. Appreciate it.
1: All right. Take it easy. That's uh, Matthew Munier with us on News Talk 830 WCCO. The organization is called Minnesota Sports and Events. If you are a sports fan and you want to support this, you can call your lawmaker, your legislator, and say, hey, Make sure there's money in the budget for this permanent funding for this very valuable team that gets these awesome events to the state of Minnesota.
0: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.